Welcome to the Demand Excellence Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jonathan Guess from Eagles Landing Christian Academy in Georgia. Today on the show, we have Coach Adam Carter, who recently got hired as the head football coach at Grayson High School. Grayson is a 7A program, the highest classification in the state of Georgia. They probably, in the past five years, have been the most talented by player team in the entire state and maybe one of the most talented teams in the entire country. Coach Carter is ready for the job. Last year at Creekview, he went 12-1 and and took them to the state quarterfinals. And then when he was a young football coach, he was the defensive coordinator for Georgia legend Jeff Heron at Camden County High School. So, and we talk a little bit about his relationship with Coach Heron and how his Working with Coach Heron has prepared him for this job that he's taking and at Grayson High School. So it's a great interview. I always like talking with Coach Carter. He's one of the uh, bright, young football coaches at 34 uh, in the state of Georgia, probably in the entire country. Before we get started, I want to give a plug to Billy Dooley. Um, Billy at OnlineDonations.us, that's B-I-L-L-Y at OnlineDonations.us. I use Billy to raise money for our Liftathon. And when I did it myself, we averaged about twenty dollars to $25,000. Last year, we raised $35,000, and this year, we, we raised $44,000. So if you guys out there, he's not paying me. To tell you this, I'm just told him I would because it has been something that has helped me take my fundraising to a whole nother level. And then uh, my book, Demand Excellence on and Off the Field, it is now as an ebook, and you can find it at elkafaster.com. That's E L C A Faster.com, or go to my Twitter at elkafootball, and it is pinned at the top of the page. Coach Carter, I really appreciate you for being on the show with me today. I hope everybody enjoys it. Really curious how you went up to Creekview and turned it around. You know, they weren't they weren't a winning program, and, and boom, you turn around, go 12-1 and make it to the quarterfinals. What are some things that you did there uh, to do that? Well, I will say this about Creekview. Um, it's a really, really good place for really good kids and really good people. And um, it was a it was a senior class, man, that that had won growing up, and they wanted to win really bad. Um, we got total buy-in from the top to the bottom. Uh, my admin and and um, and the in the community and the parents, they they didn't really know how to take me at first, I guess, but they just said, Hey, you know, we're going to do whatever he needs and, and try to make it work. And they did. And, um, you know, they were teeter tot, man. They were six and four, seven and three, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, just right there on the edge of things. And, um, I think that one of the best things I was able to do there, coach, to be honest with you, was the, the guys that I was able to bring in. Um, I brought in some really good coaches that, just sold out to to doing it the way I wanted to do it and didn't question anything and we got along really well. That office was was a pretty close group uh, and um, you know and that's important. I think um, we did some. We I went after man. We started on March first there and um, we started doing morning workouts right when I walked in the door. You know and go ahead and, and installing and 
getting them on the board and and I changed the weight room and we tried to I tried to break them down as much as I could to see what kind of fight those kids had in them and, and they kept taking it and coming back and um you know from a philosophy and um um who I am type thing up there I just I just told them I, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to make sure that you work hard and you just got to keep coming back and and they did and they believed in what we were doing uh we believed in them kids and it was one of the best groups I've ever had. Yeah, Coach, you know, the first thing I think about when you think about turning around a program and, and, and you look at great programs, it's their weight room and what they're doing strength and conditioning-wise, speed-wise. But the thing that I think the weight room teaches more than anything is toughness and grit, the things that you were talking about. And, of course, I asked you how you turn around the program. The first thing you start talking about is the weight room and working and all that kind of stuff. Talk about – you know, I'm going to get into the beginning part of your career with Coach Heron in a minute, but just talk about the value that you see uh, in the weight room and how you use that to, to uh, turn the program around there at Creekview and then what, how you're using it at Grayson uh, in your first summer there. I feel like the weight room is where you start. Um, and, and, again, it's so much more than just going in there and lifting the weight. I feel like um that's where the relationship started with me with those kids right out of the gate I feel like as a head coach it's important for me to be in there um I need them to know that I'm gonna be with them all the time um and through the good and the bad and and they they heard me every day um whether it was good or bad I was in there with them you know there was good days and bad days but we use the weight room as an avenue to to learn who our kids are build relationships and to to find out really how far you can push them I mean you know, you think about it, the, the old days of, of, of three-a-days in a camp setting is gone, you know. And so the the hard part that of football is kind of, you know, moving on a little bit just because of some of the regulation stuff. But in the weight room, you can stress those guys. And um, and I really feel that that's important. You know, I, my whole background of, of high school football, my, some of my fondest memories were were in the weight room and, and with my strength coaches and and with my buddies in there and just trying to you know compete my whole thing is compete you'll hear me talk about that probably the whole conversation to get blue in the face but you know when you go in the weight room and you'll compete against the man beside you or compete against the person in your group and and those kind of things I feel like it starts to to develop some character of your football team and those guys um, you know the seniors I think were the ones and, and you know this when you take over a new program, you need that senior class to buy in. Well, that senior class worked their tail off in the weight room. And when they did that, the other kids around them bought into it. Um, I felt like, you know, we were behind a little bit just from top to bottom um, right when we first got there. But, you know, as you go through a whole season, Coach, I didn't think there was one game all year where we got physically manhandled. Yeah. Um, I thought that we were prepared physically, and, and that's a testament to those kids just going in there and busting their butt. But we're doing the same thing, Grayson. I'm not going to change, Coach. I'm going to do the same thing that what I believe in and the same way. Uh, I got some really good people around me that have a lot of uh, weight room experience and, and knowledge. And, you know, my thing is, is if we get in there, we move weights fast, and we move them as heavy as we can. Uh, I'm not the brightest person. I'm not the smartest person. I just think it's more of a mentality. Everybody in America goes in there and bit squats and uh, power cleans. Yeah. But um, it's it's the intensity that you do it, the urgency that you do it, um, and and how much you're actually you're getting after. You gotta you gotta you gotta beat somebody in the weight room every day, and and that's the kind of mindset we take. Yeah, I like it, yeah. coach. Talk about. 
um, you know, I don't know if you worked uh, anywhere before Coach Heron in Camden County, but talk a little bit about what you learned there at Camden County. I mean, what a great spot to go to working for Coach Heron as a young football coach when you're just learning. Talk about that experience for you and how it's developed you and how you coach today. Coach Heron's my mentor, man. I owe him, I owe him everything. Um, I really do. Um, when I was a young coach, I went, when I left West Georgia, I thought I was going to stay in college right then. And my high school coach, Rick Sauls, uh, offered me a PE job right out of high school. And, you know, I took, I saw $42,000 and thought I was had it made. And so um, I jumped on it. And, um, you know, looking back, it was, it was awesome to go work for those guys that had coached me in high school and all those things. In 2009, um, I went to North Paulden, but before I went to North Paulden, I interviewed at Camden with Coach Heron and John Lindsay, and I had a connection with John, and just from some family connections, being from Dallas and those kind of things, and I thought I had the job there in, in 2009, and they went on the hiring freeze. I don't know if you remember that, but a lot of counties, you know, just kind of stopped hiring outside hires, and so I went to North, but then I went to South Carolina State, and South Carolina State probably taught me the most football um, – that I've learned in my career, honestly, um, with, with Coach Adams and, and Buddy Pugh and those guys. And then Coach Heron gave me an opportunity to come down in 11. But Coach Heron is, um, you know, obviously he's a wing T guy. And, and I learned that his 3-3 when I was there defensively. But it was so much more than that, Coach. It was how to run a program. I took, again, everything he said. Um, I tried to stay in his hip pocket. I was probably annoying at times, I guess. Um, but I just tried to, to – mimic him as much as I could and, and try to meet his expectations. That's the one thing about him, um, you know, and, and I try to, again, I try to mimic that now, but he put his expectations for us as coaches were extremely high uh, and he didn't accept anything less. And, um, and it helped mold me and helped grow me. And um, I owe, like I said, I owe him a ton. Um, I still use our, our same setup on the staff notebook that we did at Camden County. And um, again, I just feel like, he know, he's got a pretty good grasp on this high school football stuff, and um, and being having the opportunity to learn from him was was a blessing that I that I probably don't deserve. But I'm gonna I use something every day uh, from uh, from coach, and it's been a blessing. Talk about coach. You know, you ran you you know you ran the three five there at uh, great. I mean, not Grayson. Excuse me, Camden County, and you know I run the three five, and I got it from you guys. Um, Talk about – and you're a defensive guy. Just talk about how that defense and, um, and, and what you've done to it to tweak it and what you're running now and, and, and that stuff there. Because um, I think it's a great defense. And Coach Heron, a few times I would call him – and I think I did call you one time. But I would call him like how – you know, I would ask him some questions about the 3-5 and he would refer me to you. So, um, you know, so you ran 3-5 there at Camden. What are you doing now? And – what do you think the best defense is? Well, you know what? I, I, I told my kids some other day, or we sitting in a meeting, and I I got them to, to tell me uh, all the different defenses that they had heard of. And we we, wrote, we uh, drew them on the board. And I said, listen, man, I said, defense is defense. There's going to be pros and cons to everything. We just got to know what our weaknesses are, and we got to be able to protect those weaknesses. And I, it's just what I believe in, Coach. Um, you know, I've – We've had success in it, um, but I'm comfortable in it. You know, we ran three, four about Asta with Coach Rod, and um, we, we we got into the four down too. But it, the base stuff was a, a three, four, and Coach Rod is a 
is a brilliant defensive mind now. Uh, I learned a ton of football from him. But when I got a chance to, to run the 3-3 again at Creekview, I went right back to it. It's just what I'm comfortable in, what I believe in. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things I feel like as a defensive coach that there's so many different options out there. There's so many different things on Twitter. There's so many different podcasts. There's so many. There's just so much stuff now that we used not to have. And, and your mind can wonder. And I did that. Um, I, I got away from what I believed in at one point in time, and I had to, you know, reality check myself. But do what you're comfortable with, because on Friday night, it's going to take. If something's going to have to be adjusted, and if you don't feel comfortable making your adjustments in a in the heat of a moment and very quickly then it's probably not the defense you need to be in just because somebody else is doing it. We got weaknesses. I mean, you know how it is. You, you've coached in it. And we just try to protect those. You know, I, I keep it pretty simple. Um, we still are – I mean, the only thing that we do that we do different right now than what we did at, at Camden County is just a little bit on the back end. Um, that's really it. We just um, – we try to mix some stuff up a little bit instead of – we ran a lot of cover three at Camden County. We got on the hash. You know, coach let us roll back to a two high. Um, but it's it's basically the same. We keep it simple. My in in 2016 when I went about Austin, Coach Heron went to Grace, and I had the opportunity to come up and and meet with his defensive staff and and install the defense that he wanted there. And and you try to you just you know as the season goes on, you watch them be successful in it. And and it's just it's simple. You know, you let your players play and and um and adjust on stuff when you need to and again I just think that for what we do defensively and our kids right now at Grayson we're not very big but we got kids that can run and it fits um and I think that the 3-3 allows you to adjust to just about anything um relatively easy uh, without and again I'm not gonna break my box you know we're gonna we're going to look like a 3-3 just about every play um you're gonna have to get me out of it and some people will but um we're going we're gonna to stick with it, man. I believe in it. Yeah. No, man, I, I'm a believer in it, too. I think it's a great defense. And um, so, Coach, <clears throat> talk about now. I mean, you're, you're at Grayson now. And, um, you know, that's, that's a big-time job just because it's so high profile. You know, they've had so many good players. They've had top 25 rankings. Um, and, and I think that you are uh, perfect for the job just because everything that you've been through as a coach and you've coached at the 7A level before and, um, you've won a, you know, as a defense coordinator, you won a state championship at Valdosta. You know, just talk about the expectations. Obviously, you have high expectations for yourself, but how are you trying to mitigate, you know, the, the state thinking, man, Gracian should win the state championship every single year with all the talent that they have? Well, you know, when you take this job, you know that there's going to be uh, expectations. Uh, you know there's going to be uh, – it's, it's a tough job, it is. Um, but you take it as a football coach to have an opportunity, hopefully, to play for those state championships you're talking about. I think the most stress and the biggest expectations on me will come from, you know, within my own self. Um, we got really good players here. You know, obviously, they lost a lot of talent from last year's team that, you know, as far as reps go, they those kids that graduated played the most part of the season so we're relatively young when you talk about just experience but man it's, it's going to be fun you know I take this this job I left a job that was um it's one of the best places in Georgia I'm telling you Manny it would just when you start talking about everything that goes into a program you know take away wins and losses that creepy job is a job you can just sit there and and enjoy coaching football for a long time and I took this one 
um, really as a as knowing it was a challenge. But you know, as a coaching world, you want to be able to to uh, coach against the best and try to compete against the best. And um, that was this job for me. And you know, hopefully, you know, you you get everything going in the direction and you know in the vision that I have and, and next thing you know hopefully we're able to win some games here and, and do that you know year in and year out and um, you know it's one of those top five jobs in my mind that once one of them schools call you 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 got to listen and um, the expectations are high here and uh, my coaches know that my kids know that you know I think we're trying to we're trying to develop a little bit different mentality right now um, you know, on and off the field and, and just trying to, to put our, our mark on things. And Grayson's a good place. It's got good people. It's got a good admin. And it's got a tradition of winning. And so we're here for a reason, and, and that's to can continue that. Coach, you talked a little bit. You know, I don't like to say the word culture too much because to me it's just what you do every single day and the expectations you bring every single day. But, you know, you already talked about the work ethic that you expect out of your kids and how your kids are going to uh, work hard. and so obviously that's in your DNA right there. But talk a little bit more about the culture that you're trying to cre create there at Grayson. Like, you know, when somebody thinks of a Grayson football team and they think of, of the head football coach, what do you want them to represent? I want Grayson football to represent high character kids that go out there and work hard and they're going to play hard. I told our guys the other day that, when, when we line up, I want to be known as the most physical team on the field that night. And, you know, when you take talented kids that, that can play football, that can run around, and you put that hard-nosed mentality with that, I think that good things happen. And, you know, I don't know any other way to do things, Coach. I really don't. Um, it's not, you know, I'm not trying to be a hard butt all the time. I just – that's the only way I know to do it um, is, is 100 miles an hour all the time as hard as you can. And um, – and I think that the more our kids buy into that philosophy, the more success we'll have. You know, I think that, you know, they they had a good run the last two years. Obviously, they won it in 16. They were very talented. But, you know, again, we've lost some of that, you know, as far as from just from graduation. And now I got really good high school football players um, that I've got to get mentally prepared to play football. And, and, you know, like you said, you talk cultures when them words everybody throws out. But. For me, you know, the, the whole deal about culture is just the way that we do things. You know, when people say they got to go in and change the culture, I don't, I'm not into that saying, hey, this was right and this was wrong. I'm not into that. I just want to develop the culture that, that I envision for my kids and my program. And, and that's what it is. It's to do things right, you know, come in and work hard, uh, represent the, you know, our kids say, you know, represent the G. Uh, we, we talk about, you know, being out in the community and, and, and I want to make this place a, a program that you know the the whole state recognizes is doing things the right way and if 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 we get done here and that's what people think about us and and, and we've won three championships or we've won none but if people say that hey they do the right thing over there at Grayson they do it the right way all the time their kids are are really good kids and they and they're really good football players and I'll be happy with it absolutely coach coach as a defensive minded guy and coming into um you know 7a football uh, you know, I know what offense you ran there at Creek, uh, Creek View. I watched some of your games. Um, but what, what are you planning on running at Grayson? Is it the same thing, or, or are you going to be uh, throwing more? What are you planning on doing? You know, I think that we have uh, – our offensive skill is really good. Um, 
we got some opportunities to be really good at running the football, and we got some players out on the edge that can catch it and go. Um, we got a big 6'5 quarterback, C.J. Dixon, that can make any throw on the field. Um, our offensive line is going to be not as big as they were last year, but I think they're going to be just as physical, you know, just because of what we, we bring to the table and that mentality. Um, it'll be a lot the same, man. I still uh, – I, I mean – for lack of better terms, I, you know, I'm old school when it comes to that. I feel like if uh, defensively, if we, if we can stop the run and don't give up the deep ball, we got a chance on Friday night. And offensively, I feel like if we can establish a run and hit a couple of deep balls, I think we got a chance to win. So um, I think that you'll see a lot of the a lot of the same. You know, it's a this our coach Nance, my offensive coordinator, is a uh, is a really bright young coach, and and he brings a lot to the table. He's been in seven A at North Paul for the last couple of years, so he's He's made trips down to Moultrie, and he's played at McEachern and Marietta and Neil Grove. And so um, he, he's aware of what it's going to take in 7A. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is, is Coach, I'm not a guy that going to say, hey, this is what we're going to do just because it's what we do. It's, it's got to fit our kids. It's got to fit our personnel. And, you know, I think as the, they got there in the spring, that was one thing. He, he, you know, the spring was tough on us. And so we were really simple in install and stuff as far as the spring. But I think we got to figure out what our kids do best. And uh, and don't try to put a square peg in a round hole. We got to figure out what we can do well, and uh, we got to maximize that. Because I'm telling you, we got some talented kids on the offensive side of the football that can they can go to the house anytime they touch it. Yeah, coach. Um, as, as we're getting ready to start preseason practice, I always like to kind of I sit around and and, and think about our summer, the things that I did that I like, the things that I did that I don't like. Um, Talk about some things about you guys this summer, things that you did that you think are very beneficial that, um, you know, that you would like to tell a coach out there about and some things that maybe you did and you won't do it again. Well, you know, our, our summer schedule um, is pretty, it's pretty much uh, Monday through Thursday. You know, we keep them there from really 8 to 12. Um, you know, we lift, we watch film, we go out on the field and get our field work. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think that right now for us, that, that is beneficial for us right now this summer is I've spent a, a lot more time working on, like, on football, um, not necessarily just running them and running them and running them. I, I spent time on football, trying to get our kids better. Again, I told you earlier it was an experience thing, and, you know, I think if you, you know, for us, I tell our kids, if we practice the way we're supposed to and you practice fast, I get to cut some of that other stuff out. Because um, we start, our whole deal is we want to start fast. And, and in the summertime, I think it's the same way. You know, I think it's a, a mentality is what we do here is we try to start and we try to finish with some kind of competition. Um, I don't care if it's in the weight room uh, or on the field, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I keep it pretty simple. I don't, I guess I, I don't want to say I don't I don't think outside the box very much, but I'm a simple guy. Um, you know, we we stick to what we do. Um, you know, I, I do seven on seven stuff in the summer. I don't do it in July just because I don't feel like I think you know when you come back from July, it's uh, it's go time after that. But um, you know, we we didn't get into paddy camps we needed, so I need to fix that. You know, you y'all you know you gun coaches out there, other coaches. Get that stuff in, man. You get this. I thought that was the one thing that set us apart last year. Uh, it creepy was those paddock camps help us get. We were ready come August uh, from a physical standpoint. We knew what our kids could do, and 
So right now, you know, I I, I should have fixed that, but it just wasn't as easy when I got this job. But we stay simple, Coach. I give anybody my practice schedule they want it, and that's not a big deal. Again, we try to get a lot done. I, I work special teams all summer. I think that's important. I know some people don't emphasize that in June, but but I do. Um, we just – we live, man. We watch film and we practice football. That's, we're pretty simple. So, um, Coach, headed into preseason practice, what are – I mean, I think you're going to say the same thing, <laughs> which I'm the same way, man. Like, I'm, I'm a simple person and I pretty much have a routine and that's what we stick to all the time. But, um, you know, preseason practice, what are, what are some things that, that you're really going to be focused on uh, heading into your scrimmage and then headed into your first game? The physical part of the game, really, Coach, the, the physicality. Um, you know, I know that you obviously – we only have so much time during a practice to uh, to get that in, um, but that's the biggest thing for me. Um, I want to be as physical as possible um, right when we put the pads on August 1st. And, and we're going to run into each other um, because I feel like that's the only way that you get more physical. Uh, you don't get much more physical all the time by just hitting a, a tackling dummy. Um, that's the thing that right now my main focus on in, in – for camp, I guess you would say. It's not really camp anymore, but it's just developing our kids to be a physical football team. You know, we got those practices against each other in the spring, but we were trying to get so much done um, and at least get our kids to understand what we were doing. And, you know, at the paddy camp we did have, I, I thought we did fine, but we're not where we need to be yet. So these leading up to Hillgrove and, and you know, we go Hillgrove and James Clemens and then Tucker. Those first three are going to be are going to be physical football games, and so my my staff, everybody understands those those first couple of days is, you know, we can do mental stuff when it talks about scheme and and all that, but we got to we got to be able to to block people, and we got to be more physical at the point of attack, and we got to be able to tackle folks, and so we'll put our emphasis on just being a physical football team that'll run and hit you, and again, if we can do that, I think we can have some success. Absolutely. All right, Coach, uh, last question, and I think it's a big one for Grayson. I know that for coaches, probably a big issue, a big challenge is just handling the recruiting of players, and then obviously you're going to have star players who are getting recruited, but then you're going to have players on your team that aren't getting recruited, and then you got to handle the parents with all that. Talk a little bit about that with Grayson, because uh, maybe it's not a challenge, but I, I would imagine outside looking in, uh, it is a challenge. It is, Coach, and I, there's there's no uh, exact science to this stuff, as you know. Um, you know, parents see their their kids in a certain light, which we understand, and college coaches may see them differently. And and to have that conversation and explain that's tough. Um, I have a, a guy that handles the college recruiting stuff. Um, that, and, but I am very involved with that. I feel like it's very important for me to to be right there with them. I, I actually told a parent um, last week we were sitting down talking about their son is. I'm hands-on with that stuff because of the fact that at the end of the day, if if you feel like your son didn't get what he um, should have or what, you know, you thought he should be at as far as levels or offers or whatever, then all the eyes and attention go back to me anyway. And so it's it's stressful. It's, 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 uh, it makes it hard sometimes getting ready for practice because in the spring, Coach, we had over 200 guys come through, and uh, which is great for our kids. Um, we've got, you know – um, I don't. I can't even think of the number right now, but 
multiple kids with with uh, offers right now and as continues to grow we just had one got one today um and that's gonna happen to Grayson. i tell you i mean we got good players you know i just i gotta be a i gotta find a way to be a good coach for them um but handle the recruit man i'm telling you be prepared for that stuff be active in that um you know we don't have parents that are involved in their side just because again i, I feel like the the whole social media aspect right now um, for us as a high school coach can, can hurt you and it can help you um, just because everybody sees this and sees that and they're like, well, that should be my son. Well, there, it, it's more that goes in than just that, what you see on Twitter. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, again, it, it takes time, but you better, you better put your, uh, as a head coach, you better have your hands on that stuff just because if you let it get away from you or you're not doing whatever you can for your kids, you know, that you're doing them a disjustice or injustice and, and it doesn't matter. You're, you're not, your kids are not, if your kids at Grayson high school don't get recruited, then you're not going to be very successful. Um, and that's just how it is. And so I'm going to spend time on it. We're going to make connections with college coaches and our doors are always open. Um, I, I tell everybody that came through, it didn't matter what level I sat down with everybody that came through and, and I'm going to find the time. Um, again, that may be the reason why some of my hair's falling out, but I'm going to find the time um, to get that done for our kids. Yeah. No, coach, coaching, trying to coach in spring and deal with the recruiting piece of it, because I'm hands-on like you, uh, it's extremely hard to, to handle that in the spring and, and then go to practice and feel like you're prepared and your mind's prepared and all that kind of stuff. Um, what about here, – here's one of the issues that I have, and I don't really know what to do about it. But, you know, we start practice August 1st, and the colleges are just – they're coming off a dead period, and now they're in some type of period where they can have kids up to campus again. And they're trying to do that. Like, I, I have had two or three kids ask me if they can go somewhere next Monday and Tuesday because the colleges are still trying to get them to come in before they start their stuff. How do you handle stuff like that? Because I have to get my five acclimation days in. and I'm running the same thing. Yep, same that's right. Yeah, I, I'm running into it. I didn't run into it last year. Um, I'm running into it this year. Um, it may have been my fault. I may not. I may not have put the the uh, acclimation calendar out there soon enough. But I mean, I, you got University of Florida. You got a deal on Friday. Well, I mean, we got a kid that is about to get off or just got offered by Florida, and one is about to. It will. They want to go, and I understand that. Um, you know, I, I talked to somebody. Uh, me and me and Coach Mitchell were talking today. I hate that the fact that they do that stuff on weekdays. Um, and, and again, I know there's different circumstances as to why, but it kills the high school when you start. Now in in June, you know, and they're doing all their camps and stuff. I tell our kids to go, just go, go compete, do well. As long as you're doing football stuff, it is what it is. Yep. But yep. The, the colleges. They should, they should understand that our high school guys are having to get back into to their high school teams and the, the states put mandatory, you know, regulations on us and all that. And I don't know. I, I don't like it, Coach. Uh, nobody does. I know that. I don't know if there is a perfect answer for it. Obviously, um, if there is, then somebody needs to let me and you both know. Um, because, again, if you got a kid that, that – is about to get offered by a Florida or something. They need to go. Um, but like you said, now they can't put their pads on on August 1st. And so double, double side of sword, you try to make sure that you are understanding on both ends for a kid with his future and all those things. But again, to me, once you get back to July, it's the high school team first. And I think that's just one of those things that the 
years go on here at Grayson and I get more involved with the the relationships that we have and those kind of things and the expectations our kids will understand a little bit better again if I tell our kids to be somewhere on this day they're going to be there um but um it's tough coach I, again if somebody has an answer I wish they'll hopefully they'll shoot me a message because I need help with it too <laughs> well coach I think this I was trying to tell somebody the other day you know being a head coach and being a leader I guess of any organization it's it's you have your standards but but, but you have to compromise a little bit and you have to bend a little bit. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the kids, here's my philosophy on the thing, man. The kid's been with me for four years. He's busted his tail for me. He's done everything I asked him to do. And, 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 and the goal has always been to get a college scholarship or go to college and play football. And yeah, I mean, he understands the goals for us to win a state championship as well, but you know, so I kind of bend on that one, you know, um, as long as it's football related, you know, if it was go to the beach with your girlfriend or something like that, that would be an absolutely, you know, I wouldn't bend on that one. But there's just so yeah. many issues you can't dig your heels on. That's my philosophy. And um, people would say I compromise. You got to be a little bit flexible. Like you said, you got to be able to compromise a little bit. I think that, you know, as a um, – it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm having to learn every day, same way you know other coaches do. And you know, the way things are right now with this recruiting stuff is a little bit different than it was even 10 years ago. And you've got to be able to adjust. You got to be a little more flexible. You know, like you said, you got a kid that's that's been there every day and busting his butt, and he's doing what you everything you ask him to do. Well, you know, like I said, I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna let that kid go and go down there and try to earn him a scholarship, and they can change his life. And you know, if it's one day, it's one day. I'll find a way to to get it back, you know, somehow. And again, flexible man. You can't you can't just beat your head against the wall all the time. You know, you just be mad all the time. You gotta gotta be flexible. Gotta be able to compromise. You gotta be understanding. And I'm learning I'm learning that every day, coach. That's something I don't do well. And so I am uh, I'm trying every day to get better at that. Well, Coach, you're going to have the question. Uh, eventually, I had this happen to me. If they could miss the game on Friday night to go on an official visit. So, I didn't compromise yeah. on that one. I about kicked him no, off. No, yeah. I don't, I don't think uh, – hopefully, hopefully a game a game will precedent an uh, official uh, – you know, like I, I had a young man this summer that he went on a visit to Georgia Tech. We had the Corky Kale. He came. You know, Coach, is Friday. Friday, I got it. Well, come do the – Come do the camp with us, the Corky Kale with us. When we get done, you head to Georgia Tech. Everything was fine. So I'm hoping I don't have that one this year, Coach. I got enough stuff going on. I hope I don't have that one. <laughs> well, shoot, Coach, man. I appreciate you talking with me, man. Um, if you don't mind, I'll pray for you as we head out. Yes, sir, please. Lord, we come before you tonight. I just want to praise and thank you for loving us, Lord. And first and foremost, Lord, we praise and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, Lord. I just pray for – Coach Carter, Lord, as as he's um, coaching there at Grayson this year under a lot of pressure, but Lord, first and foremost, the pressure he puts on himself. I just pray that you would be with him and you would bless him, and Lord, that um, he would uh, mold and shape his boys into into men that will be uh, great citizens of our country. Lord, I pray for his coaching staff, and I pray for uh, their impact on the community there at Grayson, Lord. And I pray for all those other coaches out there, Lord, who are getting started next week. Lord, I just pray that you would be with us and that you would lead and guide us uh, as we coach. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Hey, appreciate it, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bye-bye.
I was blind, now I'm seeing in color I was dead, now I'm living forever I had failed, but you were my redeemer I've been blessed beyond all measure I was lost, now I'm found by the Father I've been changed from a ruined treasure I've been given a hope and a future Oh, you are good to me. 
soon. Sing it out now. Oh, you are good to me in the hurting. Oh, you are good to me. I'll sing it loud. Oh, you are good to me even in the dark. Time. Oh.